Greetings, peasants. Welcome back to the Knights of Nerds podcast. This is Tim. I'm the Dungeon Master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. We are back from our short summer break, where I intended to get super caught up on editing, and I only sort of half succeeded. So um, anyways, thank you very much for your patience, and uh, we're going to get back into it with episode 44 of the God's Eye campaign, and things are... um, Well, we're just sort of picking up post-heist. The party recently pulled off a a daring heist and are now heading into sort of uncertain territory with unknown dangers. And I have to say that uh, things are really, I think, on the cusp of getting pretty crazy. Anyways, um, I do want to say thank you to everyone who entered our Dispel Dice giveaway. I was a little uh, slow to reach out to the uh, uh, the winner, but um, congrats to Dave Walsh, who won the Dispel Dice, and uh, thanks again, like I said, to everybody who, who entered and shared your favorite characters or favorite NPCs, and you can, I don't know if you can hear a cat meowing in the background, but that's just Wasabi, our recent f- foster cat. Anyways, I also want to say thanks to a few new patrons who have uh, joined Alex and Solara, which I think might be a D&D character name, or perhaps one of the most epic real-life names I've ever heard. But uh, we're going to do a, a proper like group shout-out to the new patrons um, when we record next. So I just wanted to acknowledge them and say thank you. So enough for me. Let's get back into this campaign with Kevin, Matt, and Sarah, otherwise known as Gutterbird, Thaddeus, and chai spice okay so last time we played you pulled off a mostly successful heist uh as thane went and distracted queen saffron and her advisors and most of the rest of the court by basically accusing her of harboring a fiend you busted into her chambers you fireballed her birds and began to scoop up the magic items. Uh, as that happened, a few treants kind of tried to stop you. And as things were getting a little bit out of control, your method of escape arrived. Chai's I know a guy coming to fruition. It was Snapdragon piloted by, what's his name? Seraphin? Seraphin, I believe. Uh, Seraphin. Yeah, with um, with Faridun on board. Basically did a flyby. You leapt out the window in really cinematic fashion. And Chai was un- unconscious at that point. Yes? Uh, yes. I went down, I think, as... Yeah, like as I literally I was scooped being, her yeah, as, as I was she being was pulled falling. through the window. Not by the window, but by something else hitting me. I think a tree ant threw something at me. Right, right, yeah. Sounds as they familiar. do. Yep. <laughs> As they won't. Okay, and you're all now level eight. Um, yeah. With a very interesting turn of events that I kind of want to narrate through for you, Matt, because it's just so bizarre. <laughs> so Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Oh, I'd love for you to narrate that. <laughs> what we need to do, I guess, is... So we're, we're picking up as the... As the flying living ship 
Snapdragon is exiting the city and heading toward the Shadow Realm, the Twilightscape, the place that Eladrin fear to go. But, um, you know what? I'm not going to make Chai roll death saves. I'm going to, we're just going to say that she's stabilized and eventually regains consciousness. And because you're leveled up, you can just be at maximum hit points. That's fine. And I would like to run down all of the stuff that we, that you have. I would also greatly like that. So this well. is going to be, this is going to be like taking place over the course of maybe like a day or two on this journey. So you're going to have some, you oh, know. How long is this journey? I didn't even think about that. I mean, the the distance in the, uh, the distance between A and B and the Feywild is always kind of a, mm. a moving yeah, target. Fluid. Literally moving target, yeah. It's just like a difficult place to get to. That's the, that's the main point. So at least a day, at least a full day of, of, you know, you can sort of collect yourselves and, you know. Well, if we get a long rest in the middle of that, I can use the identify spell on 12 of these items. Well, I mean, you know, you, I guess you really don't have to, but uh, you can if you want. Um, okay. Well, we have eight items that we grabbed. Yeah. Well, there we go. Okay. So, yeah, so let's do the identification first, and this will be sort of over the course of, you know, a day or so. And, you know, multiple people can be fondling and touching the items as you identify them and, and get to know what they are. Okay, so which which item do you want to start with? Uh, I've got them in a list order on my end, so how about just for my own sanity, I'll keep them in that order. So the first thing I grabbed was a staff. Okay, let's save that one to last, because it's the most fun. Okay. Okay, I will leave a couple of spots for the notes on that one. Uh, a belt. Right, yes. Okay, belt. This is a belt of giant strength, and it is a uh, it is a frost giant strength. So what does that bad boy? Uh, that increases whoever is wearing its strength to 23. Oh, it does require it does require attunement. How many items can you attune to at once? Is it three? Three. three okay. Uh, rules as written. Three. Yeah, you can you can allow us to do whatever, but I think three is. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for pumping my ego there. Okay. Yeah. Belt of giant strength. What, what you got You're next? You're so powerful. Tim. You can do whatever <laughs> you want. Um, okay. The belt. Uh, I have a shield. Shield is an animated shield. While holding the shield, you can speak its command where it has a bonus action to cause it to animate. The shield leaps into the air and hovers in your space to protect you as if you were wielding it, leaving your hands free. The shield remains animated for one minute until you until you use a bonus action to end this effect or until you are incapacitated or die. That's cool. Um, that one... Uh, is there like a require... You have to be able to obviously hold a shield. Um, but... What was I just going to ask with that? Attunement? Not attunement, right? Mm. There's no class restrictions or any, like, statistical requirement for it, but it does require attunement. Attunement. The, um, what else was I going to say? And it's just a normal shield. It's a plus two shield, basically? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I mean, it's considered magical, but yeah, it's plus two. Yes. Plus two to AC. Uh, and I have a necklace. Oh, yes. Yeah, necklace. This is the necklace of fireballs. 
Yo, Kevin, I heard you like fireballs, so here's some fireballs for your fireballs. <laughs> Basically, so, yeah. So how many how many beads are on it, I guess? Beads. Bees. <laughs> uh right, yeah, one D six plus three. Let me roll. Ooh. Ooh. Uh seven beads. Wow. Beads? You can use an action Beads. Bead, beads. <laughs> to detach a bead and throw it up to 60 feet away. When it reaches the end of its trajectory, the bead detonates as a third level fireball spell. Spell save DC 15. You can hurl multiple beads or even the whole necklace as one beads? action when you do so. <laughs> we'll see who brings in more, honey. <laughs> <laughs> when you do so, increase the level of the fireball by one for each bead beyond the first. Uh, plus one, plus one level for each bead, additional bead, right? Mm-hmm. Does it acquire attunement? It no, does not. It's just an item. Okay. Um, I think so. I think that that makes sense. It, that's, I think it would look good with your tattoos. Ooh. Like, all I can think of is Pitbull, like fireball. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it makes sense. So far, like, I mean, like, let's wait till we want to make sure we don't want to over-attune, make sure there's nothing else. But I think so far in my brain, obviously, the belt goes to uh, Thaddeus. And then the ne- the necklace will, I think, go to you. I think also the shield, because your AC is not the greatest. Hmm. So I think that might also be a good one for you, because you can still use your hands when you have the shield out. Cool. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what's up. You might want something else instead. But anyway, I think that makes... So far, that makes sense. Um, okay. Uh, next on the list is the cape. So this is the cape of the mountebank. Mm. This cape smells faintly of brimstone. While wearing it, you can use it to cast the Dimension Door spell as an action. This property of the cape can't be used again until the next dawn. When you disappear, you leave behind a cloud of smoke. Like a fart. And you appear in a similar cloud of smoke at your destination. Does it also um, make a yeah. fart noise when you disappear and reappear? I mean, you can make the fart noise when you... Yeah, you just, you're encouraged to go... Obviously you do Perfect. Um, does this require attunement? It does not. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I actually think the cloud of smoke should be more of a... <laughs> like a dying fart? Okay, then I just have stone. Okay, so... Alright, yes. This is the stone of good luck. Oh. Okay. Um, let me find it. It's just, it's so, just a carved picture of Leslie Nielsen's face on the back. It says, we're all counting on you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that reference, but I know that it's funny. <laughs> So, okay, while this polished stone is on your person, you gain a plus one bonus to ability checks and saving throws. Wow. Damn. It does require attunement. Yeah, I would say with that. Of course it does. Uh, okay, stone of good luck. One, plus one to ability scores and check and all checks, right? To your ability checks and your saving throws. Mm-hmm. Ability checks and saving throws. So anything in those two boxes we pointed yeah. out to Kevin... I'll get plus one. Oh, I also noticed I get it one extra skill proficiency. Oh, is it cooking? Are you taking cooking? I don't want to have to cause 
Tim to edit something twice. We've already done that. <laughs> We're past that point now. Yeah, not again. You're not cooking. Uh, uh, oh, that's okay. That's pretty interesting. So, okay, the next one is a pearl. Ah, this one I know. Strap on your pop filters. It's the pearl of power. Ooh. Pop, pop. Do tell as to what that one entails. Um, yeah. Good question, I forget. Let me just find it. Okay, you can use an action to speak this. Um, oh, it requires attunement by a spellcaster. Okay, all of you are spellcasters in my low magic setting. Great. Um, you can use an action <laughs> to speak this pearl's command word and regain one expended spell slot up to third level. Once you have used this pearl, it can't be used again until the next dawn. Regain one spell slot up to third? Yep. And, but it, you, okay, I have a, with this... You we get you use your action to regain, but you can't cast that spell on the same turn. Um, I mean, if I'm just curious, if you regain it, I guess if you're if it's a bonus action, you could still do it because you regaining something like uses uses your main action. But if this if you wanted to let's say like cast like healing word at third level, you could do that. Yes. Okay. Got it. Um. Uh, next on my list is a gem. Gem. I'm really like glad that you guys are getting these because having like going out and collecting God's Eye and having your stuff like bespoke made would have been really uh, time consuming. And also now I can <laughs> throw some really crazy shit at you. I mean, I like this. Okay, so this is an elemental gem. This gem contains a moat of elemental energy. When you use an action to break the gem... An elemental is summoned as if you had cast the Conjure Elemental spell and the gem's magic is lost. The type of gem determines the elemental summoned by the spell. Um, can somebody just roll a d4? Oh, I didn't have my fours out. Uh, Fuck. I also don't have all my fours. Oh, wait, hold on here. Kevin, I need a hero. I got you. Let's uh, do it. I just threw it on the ground. I got a three. The worst. Okay. It's a fire elemental. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. I mean, that's the most appropriate for this group. Fire Elemental. Uh, Whole team spicy. So Conjure it, Elemental is like, what level is that? What does it summon? I will fi- you know what? We'll figure it out on the day. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just... D- this doesn't require... Does not require... Um, yeah, the one and dones usually don't require yeah. attunement. So this is a break glass in case of emergency type of thing. Okay, so no... Bust ass in case of emergency. Got it. Um, okay. Uh, and then I think that's all of it but the staff. So this staff is very rare and requires attunement by a sorcerer, warlock, or wizard. Boop. God damn it. <laughs> the staff of power can be wielded as a magic you- quarter staff that grants a plus two bonus to attack and damage oh. rolls made with it. While holding it, you gain a plus two bonus to armor class, saving throws, and spell attacks. Holy shit. Holy shit. Um, this this item is super intense. It has twenty charges for the following properties. The staff. Okay, wait, 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 sorry. Pause for one second. So before any of its actual fun stuff, I you'd get plus two to attack, plus two to AC, and plus two to damage. Plus two bonus, yeah, attack and damage. If you're attacking with it as a weapon. Um, oh, like you're like bop bopping someone with the actual stick. And Got pl- it. And plus two bonus to armor class, saving throws, and spell attack rolls. So, Jesus. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So that's that's the that's the preamble. The staff has twenty charges, and regains two d eight plus four expended charges daily at dawn. If you expend the last charge, roll a d twenty. On a one, the staff retains its plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls, but loses all other properties. Uh, on a 20, the staff regains 1d8 plus 2 charges. Okay, so it can do three things. Power strike! When you hit with a melee attack using the staff, you can expend one charge to deal an extra 1d6 force damage on the target. Okay, you know, meh. Spells. While holding the staff, you can use an action to expend one or more of its charges to cast one of the following spells from it. Using your spell save DC and spell attack bonus. Um, so... I don't want to get into all the minutiae here, but yeah, yeah. it can cast Cone of Cold, Fireball, Globe of Invulnerability, Hold Monster, Levitate, Lightning Bolt, Magic Missile, Ray of Enfeeblement, <laughs> or Wall of Force. Holy shit! I mean, Globe of Invulnerability is kind of fucking yeah. crazy. Send it over. Jesus Christ! It's Marvel Madness, everybody. And you can use an action to break the staff over your knee or against a solid surface, performing a retributive strike. Retributive strike? Okay, the staff is destroyed and releases its remaining magic in an explosion that expands to fill a 30-foot radius sphere centered on it. You have a 50% chance. So I think maybe this is the, in case of emergency, break staff. Um, <laughs> you have a 50% chance to instantly travel to a random plane of existence, avoiding the explosion. <laughs> if you fail to avoid the effect, you take force damage equal to 16 times the number of charges left in the staff. Every other 16 creature. 16 times 20! <laughs> every other creature in the area must make a DC 17 dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes an amount of damage based on how far away it is from the point of origin, as shown in the following table. On a <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, Dear God, <laughs> this is this is like a remember me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a witness me. Yeah, this is a comic. This, this is a real good thing for Thaddeus not to have. <laughs> I can't have it, but it's a real good thing for Thaddeus Wowsies. not to have. So, um, this... Kevin, yeah, since this is absolutely hundred percent going to you, oh baby. Yeah. I would. It can only. It can only be wielded by you. I would. Uh, I would Google Staff of Power Five E and just like mm-hmm, copy mm-hmm. and paste the blurb somewhere and have it handy for when you need to use it. Yep. That's consider it done. Gusting. So not only could you get the shield, but you could. You just holding the staff gives you a plus two, plus the shield. So you'd like right now you're looking at a plus four to your AC. I think that puts him at like twenty. Yeah, you're higher <laughs> than all of us, I think, at this point. What are you at? What's your AC yet? Uh, sixteen. Yeah. So if you use both those items, you're at twenty AC. Well, I mean, you could spread out the AC bonuses. Okay. I'm, well, I'm just, I'm just changing my strength to twenty three. Yeah, you're gonna get <laughs> the belt. <laughs> yeah, he's just okay. So I think Thaddeus gets the belt plus CX. Uh, is there a, the, with the staff you can cast all the fireballs you want. Like, does it matter? Do you still want the necklace? No. Anybody who thinks they're gonna look cute in it can have it. <laughs> oh well, if it's about the, looking cute, the red really matches my autumnal shades. I can stack it with my uh, death save necklace. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, Chai sometimes struggles with like the appropriate damage d- dealing spell. So maybe her having the fireball. 
as a backup yes. would be would be good. Yes. I don't have as many da- I have a lot of buff and like terrain wide areas, but I don't have a lot of damage. Um if I roll a one on athletics, I still get a ten. <laughs> okay, so that's the other thing I wanted to check before things get too ahead. Um the the sword that I'm currently holding does that require attunement? Ooh, defender. Let me see. Because I think that's the only magical item I have currently. The necklace, but I think that I, since I didn't know I was wearing it, I don't think it's attunement. Like you're okay. The the necklace that Thane gave you. Thane gave you, yeah. Um, no, no. We'll say that that doesn't. Okay, so then I think the only one that I'm holding that might have attunement would possibly be the sword. Uh, so what? Okay, so staff, belt, necklace doesn't. Um, the shield does. The cape. Does the cape? No, you said the cape does not. Um, the gem doesn't. No. The pearl and and the stone. The stone does. Those both do. Yeah, you. What you had mentioned is the staff, belt, shield, cape. Or sorry, st- uh, staff, belt, shield stone and the pearl all require attunement but the cape the gem and the necklace do not so I think the, for the most yeah so the defender the defender does require attunement okay and i'm attuned out you're at max yeah because my armor to get the curse i had to attune to it what's your third item i've got my sword Oh, you've got your magic sword, yes. Got my magic sword. Okay. Got my armor. And now I've got my belt. So I've got this You know what? Like this. hang on. Um I'll say I'll say the, the long sword is like Uh it's a pretty great sword, thank you. So, yeah, the great sword. Um <laughs> But I don't think it was like specific to you though, was it? I guess I thought I thought I had to attune to it. Um I think I said that. Like, I would really okay. Let's figure out where everything goes. Like, I I do yeah, like my intention is for every item here to be in to use. Be. Oh yeah. Like, I don't want to have any any leftovers because of sort of how how potentially arbitrary number thing. Yeah. How potentially crazy things might get depending on how events play out. I want you to have every resource at your That's disposal. Great. <laughs> um, okay. I. I my inclination. Okay, so let's divvy it. The staff obviously goes to Gutterbird. Number one off the list. That's done. Belt obviously goes to Thad. Shield I think is still up in the air because now you're it at eighteen. Is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well done. It's only for a minute. Uh, necklace I think will come to Chai. The gem could go to anyone. Do you want to conjure elemental gem? Because I mean, if you're attuned out, like, theoretically attuned out, is I'd, there any other things that you'd want? The two that kind of... I'd be more than happy to have a, uh, hey, it's time for me to have a buddy, smash rock. Um, or I also like the idea of if people are down and far away, I can teleport to them. Yes, my... I was also interested in the cape. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have Misty Step stuff. I- I also have Misty Step, though. That's the other thing. The, my concern is range. Yeah, that is exactly. So if you want that, I'll take the break, you want break the rocks for okay. damage. 
Thad is getting the gem. Sorry, unless unless GB, you were you attached to the elemental dude? No, you guys do your thing. Okay. I'm just thinking about that staff. Oh yeah, as you should. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's only on paragraph twenty. Uh, so. Okay, so we've got one, two. We have three objects that need attunement. I have two spots, and Kev has two spots left, theoretically. So I would say, Kev, what's more appealing to you? A shield? The stone of good luck? I feel like it's kind of fitting if you were to get that. Um, plus one to ability checks and saving throws, was I believe that one? Mm-hmm, yep. And the pearl of power, which is regain one spell slot up to third, which for you... Before you had the staff, I would say should probably go to you. I think you should have the pearl. But I think that now, if you've got the staff and you can fucking cast banana shit at will, perhaps I get the pearl? Sure. Kevin's just so agreeable. I know. I mean, I would and, uh, be too if I have the staff of power, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Staff I'm, of like, indifference. I'm good, <laughs> uh, who Who... Who makes ability checks and saving throws more? I think you do, though. I make a lot of ability checks, but the ability checks I use, I normally am pretty decent in. The saving throws, I think, tends to go to you guys a little bit more than me. I usually wind up just taking a whole lot of damage to the face. But, okay, so here's the other thing. He, okay, you know what? I'm gonna take, then, the good luck thing, because you... Because Kev already gets plus two to saving throws. Yeah. Okay, so then I will take the stone. Okay, yeah, so shield goes to Kev. Hey, man, make the the turret indestructible. Why not? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Just got this floating cannon in the sky. May as well use it. I may have (laughs) overcorrected. I don't think you foresaw it stacking on top of each other like that. True. I, there's, uh, yeah, you could you could start many sentences with Tim did not foresee dot dot dot. <laughs> so I think in a D and D game, Tim had a very similar um, reaction to unexpected stacking when we recently read Girdle the Turtle together. <laughs> Speaking of unexpected uh, stacking, how about those pancakes? Right. Um, I think that just leaves the cape, right? I think I'm taking the cape. Cape. All right, Chai. Okay, so, yeah, so to sum it up, so you guys have notes, GB is getting the staff, obviously. Uh, Thad's getting the belt. The shield is also going to gutter bird, which is gross, but I love it. What's the shield called? Uh, an animated shield. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you can look that one up too, but it's basically a pl- when you when you use it, it's a plus two to your shield, a plus two to your AC for a minute until you go down. Until you go down, so that combined with your staff is hot garbage, but I love it so much. Um, I've got the necklace of fireball. That's all. Oh, I didn't think about that. What's the ring of spell storing? Is that attunement? There's a ring. Yeah, I remember I got a ring from the crazy witch. Lady, oh, vampire lady. Oh, mm, nah. Don't worry about it. Okay, <laughs> never mind then. Um, okay, so I've got the necklace. I've got the cape. Uh, I have the stone of good luck. I've got the pearl, and Thad's got the elemental gem. Yeah. Y'all are officially crazy decked out. 
This is aggressive. I deeply encourage all of us to actually remember what, that we have these things. Oh, I feel like that was oh, specifically directed at me, and I think <laughs> no, and I think no, no, because like. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's not, like, it's directed to me as well. Like, I'm saying this out loud because I was like, I'm going to make, like, post-it notes. Because, like, the problem is is that there's so many things and pages to look at that frequently I forget, like, all the shit I can do. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I could have been dealing extra damage that entire time or whatever, right? So it's like, I need, I need to organize my shit so that I know I've got this. Um, but, yeah, that's bonkers. I love it. Okay. Yeah, so... On this on this ship ride, kind of want to get like little little vignettes as to like what everybody's thinking, but I think in terms of the immediate events, I think that Fairden is going to make sure that every like that Chai is like okay and you know um, that not not just like physically unharmed, you know she heals up rather quickly mysteriously. Uh, but that, <laughs> you know, that she's okay in terms of, like, the events that have just transpired. Does she regret anything? Like, wheels are turning now. Like, things have happened that can't unhappen. I think she's anxious to get there, and I think she's, like, focusing on the mission, for lack of a better way of describing it. I think she's kind of, like intentionally not fully processing what's gone on behind I think the the what's keeps what she probably literally keeps hearing over and over again as she's uh, like as she basically anytime she's closing her eyes is she keeps thinking about like the words that uh, the fiends said like a rosemary was saying like that like Thane's attempt was uh pitiful and it didn't do anything so like I don't know where Thane is at like I don't know if he's okay I don't know whether he's alive whether he's been like detained I don't know because he didn't the point the idea was is that he'd get to us as well and he didn't so I think that's I think that's where Chai's most worried right now okay interesting I think that uh, in terms of Thaddeus um, what is Thaddeus gonna do on this on the like the first few few hours of this voyage? Uh, he's checking out his sweet new his sweet new belt. Um, <laughs> just bench pressing like the the cast iron cannons. Well, it's more it's more like Thaddeus is like literally prepping and he's he's standing there on the b- boat, just kind of like, all right, well, I'm gonna get this gear on and then I can sort out my life and all those other things. And as he's, like, he transitions his, like, his scabbard is big, so it goes on his back. It's not actually on the belt. So the belt he's taking off is actually just kind of, like, his normal belt. His pants fall and right as he off. Takes it, <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as he's switching the belts, um, he takes a look at it, and he notices uh, this was actually a belt that was made for him. The buckle specifically was made for him by... Not great Uncle Nestor, who's oh, three halflings in a trench coat. Um, Jesus but Christ. actually by... Creeping Charlie? Uh, no, not Creeping Charlie. Creeping Charlie, we don't speak of Creeping Charlie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, and it wasn't Pessimistic Polly either. Uh, oh my god. No, this was actually given to him by uh, 
Tiberius. And Tiberius is actually his dad. Oh. And his dad was not... His dad was a kind of a simpler guy, but he did know minor metalwork, kind of almost like a tinsmith. And as he's taking the belt off, the buckle actually pops. And Thaddeus watches something fall to the floor, and it's actually just a... Not ornately designed, but a very humble, but very well-crafted harmonica. And he has this little flashback, almost, to his father sitting with him and uh, his son before everything kind of went sideways in Thaddeus's life and just listening to his dad play the harmonica. And it kind of fills him with a little bit of that longing for that simpler time, but also of the stories that they would share with each other and all of the absolute bullshit they would throw at each other through, like, just like, oh, I saw, you caught a fish this big? Yeah, right. Kind of like dad and son ribbing on each other, but bonding through their, through their tall tales. And uh, it inspires him a little, so he picks up the harmonica and tucks it away to keep as he puts on his uh, his belt of frost giant strength. So as Seraphin is sort of steering the ship, he kind of like notices this moment and he he says, Paladin, your silence speaks volumes. What troubles you? Uh, and Thaddeus actually doesn't verbally respond. He just pulls out the harmonica, lifts it up so that uh, Seraphim can see it. And then he plays like this almost almost akin to like jazz harmonica or like uh, blues harmonica. Not jazz. Blues harmonica. And it's it's kind of akin to something you'd hear on like a very very lazy evening in like rural Louisiana kind of blues harmonica like a little mournful it's a it's a little like it's almost dirge like but it's still kind of just it's it's still just the weight of a heavy soul trying to just be and in that moment like maybe it's the confluence of like these events these major things happening of like you know this recollection and this big confrontation that you just went through and this new magical power that you're surrounded by and then like gradually moving towards this other realm of of different slightly maybe potentially sinister at least chaotic slightly untamed magical power that maybe just kind of coalesces in some kind of weird cosmic way that touches Thaddeus specifically and gives him maybe a little bit more like a a different kind of mode and that's and that's your leveling up and multi-classing into what (laughs) I took a leveling bard bitches (laughs) (laughs) 
God. <laughs> and for all of you people out there thinking, that's not how you optimize a character, you'd be correct. <laughs> <laughs> but your characters don't have belts of frost giant strength, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I was okay. concerned of only having 20 strength. Ooh, what do I do with this extra three? Okay. And then he goes and bench presses a cannon. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, gotta get those uh, reps in. All right, and and and, and Gutterbird. Um, so you still have a top secret task given to you by your patron, the fiend, which is to find the obsidian god's eye that is in the place that you're heading to right now. And you know that you have some kind of history here that you've forgotten. Um, what is going through Gutterbird's mind at this point? Yeah, I think for me, I'm I'm looking at the items I've acquired and thinking about whether or not I'm ready uh, or kind of equipped. Well, I mean, I'm very equipped, but I wonder if my ability to handle that is is going to be up to par. So I think you know, being filled with with doubt and uncertainty about you know what I'm what I'm going to actually do um, in the face of of um, uh, you know, discovering the God's eye again, and, and if it, it falls into my hands, then I'm still not sure how I'm going to to proceed with that, and uh, and that kind of frightens me. And then I think also, you know, just wielding this, this staff and shield of kind of power that I haven't yet, in, in you know, ever uh, encountered, I think that's kind of daunting as well. So I think really just getting a feel for you know the the weight and the heft of it, and really just examining these two the two items and. and weighing them against my my own abilities at this moment i think it's a very full of uncertainty and you know uh questioning about how i'm going to be able to uh, live not and operate in this this kind of new new mode that i'm in and as the day kind of comes to a actually i think this was happening later in the night because the heist happened during like immediately after the meteor shower i think um so anyways so, you know, the day day comes, turns into, you know, approaches evening again. Um, you know that you are gradually nearing your destination. Like, the border of the Shadow Realm is not far away at this point. It, it kind of, like, looks, even now, like, with you sort of, like, just flying kind of below the cloud level. It's sort of like a darkness on the horizon, almost looking like like a winter storm, like winter clouds that are heavy with snow. Um, as as you're kind of, you know, feeling the impending uh, events kind of bearing down on you with each sort of moment, each breath that Snapdragon lets out, uh, I'd like to know, like, what's your plan in terms of, you know, once you get into this realm... You know, it's going to be dangerous, and Fearden has told you that he's not, you know, he's he's not able to sort of like take you in incredibly far. So this may be sort of a, you know, a drop and go, kind of not far in from the border. So there's this task before you of how you're going to like once feet are on the ground, how you're going to find Basil or Basil. Basil. Let's say Basil. How are we going to do this? Um, 
I, I mean, I have a couple of options that come to my brain. Uh, I've got a couple like divination options that could possibly put us at least in a direction to like start traveling. We'd have to be closer, but I also do have like locate. Can I use creature on a humanoid? Yeah. Yeah. So I could do, I could locate Basil. Um, but I think that's only a thousand feet. Your divination's the best option we've got for finding him. Aside of tripping into a problematic situation. Yeah, because I can only... Well, I mean, I can ask a number of questions over a couple of days. We're also, uh, based on the previous divinations you've done, you'd be able to talk to him when you found the queen. Yeah. So, maybe we do need to trip into a poor situation. Yes, <clears throat> I got the sense that he would be okay for a little bit, but not a ton of time. So maybe while we're, I will cast a series of divinations because they can only—it's only as true as the moment I cast it in, right? So if something changes, so I think we should do divination closer to when we get there for the direction it is, and then I can try it again. I can only do it like a couple of like once a day reliably and then I can do it more times at a higher yeah. risk but I could do I could in essence like try it today and be like if we continue in the timeline we are currently traveling under will we get to Basil while he's alive yeah. like I can ask that now yep yeah. I think that's a good start you're gonna you're gonna use your divination to ask, will you get to him while he's alive? Yes, I think. Well, let me just check the wording of it. I think, but basically, I can ask about like the outcome of something within the next seven days. Mm. So I'm assuming uh, that that would work under that. Let me just check the wording of the spell again and make sure that I'm not fucking it up. Uh, you, uh, you ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within the next seven days. The DM offers a truthful reply, but it might be a short phrase, a cryptic rhyme, or an omen. Obviously, if the circumstances change, blah, blah, blah. Um, but as of this moment, so I, this is me assuming I'm going to see him within seven days. Uh, the clairvoyance is the, like, yes or no kind of, or good outcome or bad outcome, regardless of timeline. Um, so I think, will I... Yeah, like, if, given the current trajectory, will I see Basil alive? Okay, are you using any, are there any, like, spell implements that you use for this? I use incense and 25 gold pieces. Ooh, okay. Well, incense worth 25 gold. I'm assuming I have acquired that by us being in town. Mm, mm-hmm, Okay. Uh, I would I would say that probably for thematic gesture, what I would do is um, I'd probably like sit kind of closed eyes in the middle of the deck. I guess what are we all, what are we standing on presently? Like, I mean, you can platform? be you can well, yeah. Like the deck is open to the sky, but you can go. Like, yeah. you, you know, you you each have like your own quarters below decks, so that you're not Did just. We go like, inside Snapdragon. Yeah. You can go. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's rude to ask, but technically, yes. <laughs> if they consent, <laughs> we're friends. 
<clears throat> I fed them snacks. Anyway. Uh, no, I think I want to be, like, in the air. I want to, like, basically I'm going to sit, and I'm going to... If an Eladrin could, like, unfurl a little bit, I kind of want that visual where it's, like... Like, my robes are made of, like, leaves. Like, they look like they're, like, metal and fabric leaves. But for the first time, you kind of really see the wind get underneath it. And it kind of... It kind of looks like I am made of leaves. Like, the way that they shimmer. And, like, I'm, like, I'm letting the wind kind of come into my presence, basically. And I'm letting it kind of, like, being one with it, in essence. And I'm just going to kind of sit there. And I'm going to actually... Uh, I will take out the incense and just kind of like um, put them between my hands and kind of like hold them there for a number of seconds first and just again letting the wind kind of happen and I will uh, yeah just as I sacrifice them during the thing okay so yeah so what I'm going to do is during this I'm going to like I'm going to hold them in my hand I'm going to ask the question and then I'm going to like in essence like basically press the incense between my hands so whatever form they were in like like a little disc or whatever I'm going to crush them and I'm going to slowly kind of like release my hands and let the wind take the incense but the incense are kind of kind of like circle me and kind of get into the into the leaves and then you'll see it kind of go off right mm, very and then hopefully I'll, I'll, yeah that's and very then hopefully cool. I'll get hopefully I'll get my answer <laughs> Ask again later. Yeah. <laughs> After all of that probes, yeah, just yeah. Ramp. It's a dial tone, yeah. Just get one of those do, like, do, deflated red and yeah. stimpy noises, just like... Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my new harmonica thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's like unrelated, so, just Thaddeus is playing in the distance. Like, yeah. You just hear that noise, everybody turns and looks at him. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, it's just tuning her up. So yeah, as as the sort of incense like swirls around you, it, instead of like eventually kind of just going with the flow of the wind, which is, you know behind you, assuming you're facing forward the way that the ship yes. is going. Um, it kind of like rearranges itself and and like arcs forward towards the front of the ship and like off into the distance. Kind of like almost like a like a like a firefly or something like that. It just kind of like wisps off forward, like totally into the wind, as if like beckoning you to follow it. Is it roughly pointing the direction we we're heading? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Onward to victory. Yes. So I'll be like, I'll say to the guys, I think we're on the right path. We need to stay on this path, and I'll, I'll keep asking, but I think this is a good sign. Anything else before, like, the next thing that's going to happen is that, you know, Faridun's going to say that, you know, once you get so far in, he's going to get Seraphin to land Snapdragon... And then you hop off, and then your your agreement is is fulfilled. Is there anything that needs to transpire before that happens? I would like to cast one more spell. Uh, well, one first, I'd like to put a a polymorph 
and a healing word into the ring storage. Okie doke. Um, I have a side question while Sarah's figuring. Um, Matt, does, uh, does Thaddeus smoke a pipe? He doesn't. Does he smoke anything? Uh, no. What would you do when you're thinking and looking pensively into the distance? Ooh. Uh, scratching his fake eye. No, um... (laughs) (laughs) Clitting the lint out of his eye hole? Yeah, oh god. Uh, (laughs) Thaddeus, uh, isn't often pensive looking into the distance. He's more, like, fiddly with stuff around him. Like, um... <clears throat> fidgets with his armor and takes out his fidget spinner. Swords, yeah. He takes out his fidget spinner, um, which is now a harmonica. Because uh, I was thinking it would be nice if, at, if at some point, while we're you know gearing up to to head into the the great beyond or the the horizon, for you to just look at those snow heavy clouds heavy with snow, and I would love it to just hear you say, "Storms are brewing." <laughs> you know, maybe at the end of this episode i don't know i assume that that will happen at some point uh i i think that's more of something that thaddeus saves in response to call lightning augury that's the spell oh shit can i look at this too yeah i didn't think of grabbing spells from this book yeah augury so i was gonna try and i want to try and figure out some information on thane Okay. Um, I'm just trying to s- figure out the best spell to do it, and I just couldn't remember beyond clairvoyance, which the other one was. It's or sorry, not divination. It's augury is the other one, which is the good or bad. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out how to word something. Uh, but kinda... mm, no, a specific course of action that you plan to take within 30 minutes, so it won't affect. I might do. How many days do we have left? Mm, like one maximum okay I'm gonna leave it because I can't I don't want to risk uh, losing the ability well you could uh, augury I mean like could you be like if I try to kill Thane in the next 30 minutes could I succeed or is he already dead (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah how would I word that how could I if I no it's okay you don't have to we don't have to explore that (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how can I word that? No, I don't think there's a way I can do it that would make sense for something that I, like... That you can't realistically do? Well, because, yeah, I was like, could I get to Thane? No, because I couldn't be in 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a way to work it without casting divination. You you get back a response of, nice try. Yeah, it's like, bitch, (laughs) please. Um... Yeah, I don't think there's a way, and I don't want to risk it. I get, I get like, one easy a day, and then I have to roll, but then I, I potentially lose the ability to cast the spell, I believe. So I don't want that to happen. I do think, though, just for flavor, while I hear um, Thaddeus playing his harmonica, maybe practicing up a little bit, I'll be like, hey... You pl- got a new trick there. Well, it's kind of an old trick. Oh, yeah? Um, I'm reacquainting myself with something my daddy taught me. I got a couple new tricks as well. And then I'm just going to transform into a giant eagle. <laughs> I'm gonna Th- get- Thaddeus looks down at his harmonica and goes, Well, <laughs> I got... Kakai. <laughs> I know, hot cross buns. 
<laughs> he finds a recorder. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm psyched that it's not a recorder. Yeah. Uh, no, that's the only, uh, I think, flavorful thing. I think I would, though, legitimately go and try and have a conversation with Gutterbird. You uh, you don't lose the spell, you just get a random answer. Ah, uh, yes, I get a 25% of a non-answer, but I don't know it if it's real or not. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I think I'm going to go just uh, talk to GB. Ooh, what are you going to talk about? Secret stuff. Boys. <laughs> Grease. Which is, is Grease Trap seeing anybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a bird, be like... <laughs> Uh, no, as as Chai, I will go talk to Gutterbird. The weirdest eagle conversation ever. Just walk up and start cacawing at yeah. him. It's just like, I don't... Uh, I, don't, I don't even, He doesn't I even know even it's speak, me. Just because bird's in the name doesn't mean I speak bird. No, as a human, as an elf, I'm going to go I over to you speak gutter. No, I think I'm just going to walk over to him. Uh, I'm just going to be like, uh, I just want to make sure you're doing okay. Yeah, and you know, I'm just uh, I'm worried, but I'm I'm confident that uh, you know we're gonna do what we need to do. It's just this new power. I wonder if I'm, you know, if I have the resolve to wield it, and I hope I use it for. You know, I hope I use it in the w- the best way possible to benefit our our traveling. You know, our group, our little party we've got going on here, and I I want to make sure that I do right by you guys when I'm given this this massive uh, kind of responsibility. Um, you know, a real Spider-Man moment. So that's that's kind of what's on my mind. I think I'll just kind of smile at him. And uh, I know this particular area might hold some possible truths for you, or anyway, at least there might be some of your history in this place, which I don't think either of us really understand. Mm-hmm. But... But, and I think I'll just, like, I'm assuming you're kind of, like, holding the staff or, like, leaning on it or something. I think I'll just kind of, like, put one of my hands over over your hand on the staff and just be like, but I have faith in you. I know, I know we might not know your full story, but I think the other thing that matters is you are, like, you are, you have proven yourself. I don't think you need to go searching for someone you were. I think, I think you're, I think you're amazing just as you are. So, I, I, I don't want the gray, the gray Aladrin to have an influence you in that way if you're searching for yourself, because I think, I think you've just been that the entire time. You say I appreciate that, because I, I don't feel as though I've necessarily belonged anywhere, and that's why, you know, taking me under your wing and bringing me along on this adventure... Um, allowing me the opportunity to kind of prove myself and, and forge a new identity or forge a new, um, you know, a new life. Maybe I'm starting to, to miss that old one less and less as time goes on. And I'll, I'll look back to Thaddeus, who I'm assuming is playing a horrible rendition of uh, something on a harmonica. Uh, based on this performance stat, it ain't horrible. <laughs> anyway, I'll look back at him and kind of chuckle, and it's like, you know, it's... It's we're, we make an interesting bunch, the three of us. We each have a different history, some of which we remember, some of which, and I'll look back to Thaddeus, some of it, I'm assuming we want to forget. 
and I know you're being serious, but at that very moment, I, th- I imagine Daddy is playing the opening um, flute slash recorder for My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> the penny whistle solo? <laughs> but... And he's just standing at the front of Snapdragon. No, 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 he's got no, one foot no, up on the is, one foot up on the, yeah. like the mast or whatever boat part. I am the king of the dragon. If I had prestidigitation, I would have had so many good bits oh, right man. now. But I chose Mage Hand. Anyway, <laughs> but yes, it's like I, I think we've all got a, a variety of backstories uh, and histories. But I don't know. I like as much as I don't really trust your patron. There is something that has brought us together, and I think that's something a bit more profound than possibly any of the lives we had before. And I'll just kind of, like, squeeze his hand again and, like, be like, just like a reassuring gesture, and I'll I'll go back to kind of sitting towards the back, maybe in, like, a higher spot, and just kind of, like, listening to the wind. I'll just sit and kind of close my eyes and almost, like, meditate in a way. Thaddeus walks over just just before she leaves, and as the wind's starting to pick up, Leans into Gutterbird and goes, Storm's Yes! <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> I got shivers. <laughs> that was just my mage hand. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting a little hand- handsy. <laughs> just, yeah, sliding down your back. Seriously, okay. I, got, I got goosebumps. Perfect timing. <laughs> A few more quiet hours pass, and those dark clouds on the horizon grow ever more imposing until they dominate the sky. And Seraphin calls out to the ship, We're going to be landing soon. Everyone get ready. And that's where we'll stop. 